I want to welcome Agile XRM to the podcast. I've known the people at Agile XRM for the past 12 years. I've seen how their business process management tool can add massive value to complex organizational processes in sectors such as finance and government. If you have complex processes or a need for dialogues on the Power Platform or Dynamics 365, take a look at how this BPM tool can add value. You can find them at agilexrm.com or check out the show notes for more details. Welcome to the Power 365 show, where I interview staff at Microsoft across the Power Platform and Dynamics 365 technology stack. I hope you'll find this podcast educational and inspire you to do more with this great technology. Now, let's get on with the show. Today's guest is from Redmond in the United States. He works at Microsoft as a senior program manager. In the show notes, we'll have links to his bio and uh, LinkedIn and things like that if you want to find out more information. But with that, welcome to the show, Nathan. Thanks, Mark. I appreciate you having me. It's good to have you on the show. I always like to get to know the guests from a what do they do when they're not working perspective. And so (laughs) with that in mind, what, you know, tell me about family, friends, fun. What do you do when you're not uh, working for Microsoft? Got it. Well, I've got twin 11-year-old boys, so they keep me pretty busy. My house is a lot of activity. So (laughs) it's mostly, you know, just trying to keep up with them. Uh, We're really into, you know, board games and playing outside, video games, music, that kind of stuff. I like to cook a lot. We do some family book clubs, lots of reading. So yeah, all that kind of good stuff. Very cool. Very cool. And uh, have you always been in Seattle? Uh, mostly for my professional career. I mm-hmm. was in Salt Lake City before that. I uh, grew up there, and my first few years were at a PC manufacturer that's no wow. longer around in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Moved over to Microsoft uh, about 23-odd years ago. Wow. Uh, and, and been there ever since. Wow, you've seen some changes. Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> Came in right around uh, Windows XP. And uh, yeah, so I've been I've seen through some some stuff. <laughs> so so was Steve was Steve the CEO then, or did he come? Was were you there pre him being CEO? It was um, it was Steve. Yeah. yeah. So Steve was CEO then, yeah. and um, as a matter of fact, there were a few launch parties around Windows XP and Office XP that I saw both Bill and Steve there, like you know, right wow. up front, congratulating folks and signing copies of stuff like that so it was was pretty cool you know it was it was still a huge company by that point but Mm -hmm. it's still you know it it was years ago and back when the the originators were still kind of around that's very cool that's very cool so how did you get involved with microsoft biz apps well really it was a series of kind of moves within the company you know there's a lot of times when you'll be working on a product and that product will need people to work on it quite as much anymore and so there's kind of reorganizations and i kind of ended up in biz apps as part of a reorganization but mm-hmm. i'm really happy i did because it's it's a really cool area there's a lot going on a lot of interesting t- technological problems to solve yeah. a lot of great opportunities and so you know I've, I've been here for about four years in the biz app space all of it within power platform and, and uh, dataverse and yeah i think it's a fantastic place to be it's there's there's a, a lot of great uh, a great velocity going on mm, right mm. now with with the different technologies and the different things we're trying to do. So true. You know, the the this show we wanted to discuss uh, access, Microsoft access, and I find it's funny because you know 
most people at some time, if you've been in IT for any time, you would have done something in Access. You would have built Access databases and things like that. What surprises me is the number of customers that still use Access as a mission-critical application, right? And it's kind of like low-code 1.0, right? A subject matter expert in the business said, hey, I can work out the relationships between these tables and put them in. I can create those relationships. And and for some people, that was their, their their introduction to databases. And so it's been around a while. What has motivated Microsoft, and particularly inside the Dataverse team, to go, you know what, we need a migration path from a something that has, you know, it might never intended originally to become a mission-critical application, but through time, it ended up there, right? And so now, of course, there's massive risk with an access database in that one, there's the internal security risk, and in other words, the, the ability to have data leakage from within inside an organization. Mm-hmm. It was never designed in, in the cloud-centric world that we live in now. And, and then there's the version. You know, is the version that I'm using, the current version, is that being maintained? Who's doing it? Is it under the control of IT or is it still sitting in shadow IT? And, of course, a lot of what we get in the Power Platform addresses that. What was Microsoft's? motivation, lens, et cetera, to decide, you know what, we need an easy migration path from access to Dataverse. You know, that's a really interesting story because it really wasn't Dataverse, that approach. Uh, Access actually came to us. So Access had been hearing from its customers for a while now that they had some needs. Mm -hmm. Some of them were saying, we want to take our data mobile. And there was an attempt to kind of go cloud-based for a while there on Access a few uh, versions back. Mm -hmm. And things just didn't work out the way they had hoped. And then there were a lot of pushes for people to take their data also into a more secure space. Especially nowadays, you know, there's a lot of talk about compliance mm-hmm. and governance. And so because of kind of those limitations of access, you know, where you do have sort of a an open model of, of security that you aren't, aren't able to lock down as well as you'd like to, there was a lot of requests of, you know, how can we get this more secure? How can I access this mobily? How can I put this in the cloud where other people can get to it? And they came to us at, over in the Power Platform side, over to Dataverse specifically, and said, hey, is this something you guys would be interested in doing. And really, we were. Yeah, when I, when I first heard about it, I thought, that's really interesting. I mm. Like you, I was not aware how, how widely Access was still used, but it's actually still a very, you know, a very strongly used application. And you were saying, you know, kind of started out earlier as like an, a, like an entry-level database. It wasn't quite yeah. like SQL or something really powerful. Mm-hmm. But a lot of companies and businesses and enterprise-level businesses run their business on Access, at least maybe not all of it, components mm-hmm, of it, mm-hmm. but access is a very commonly used application and there's a lot of you know strong development that goes on with that as well. They've got a big development um, you know audience and some MVPs that are very passionate and mm-hmm, they've got mm-hmm. a lot of this good, great capabilities of things that they've put out, but they're still unable to kind of meet a few of those goals just because of the, you know, the, the structure and the architecture of access. Yeah. So we kind of put our heads together and, and came up with the best of two worlds. We thought of different ways to make sure that you could get that data into Dataverse. Mm-hmm. So we could use that AAD level security. We could have role-based security, nice. really kind of provide that that, that tighter uh, governance that people want to have, but also not keep people from utilizing the functionality they're used to. One of the key 
rules that we set for ourselves were that access forms needed to continue to work. Mm-hmm. So people who move their data out of access into Dataverse, they can still use their forms, they can still use their queries. So really, to them, it could happen in the background from an IT manager and nothing would change for their daily work. Everything would work as it always has. And the reason for that is there's a lot of investment in people's access client UIs. And also, it takes time to learn how to build an app. And maybe you want to figure out the best way to handle this. Do I want Canvas or model? Do yeah. I need to have automation? That you know the, the access functionality continues to operate without any business interruption while the data is there. And then at the same time, you can be utilizing that time to kind of ramp up and build your other infrastructure on the power platform and continue on and expand your business into different directions while that access front end keeps doing its job. Okay, so you brought something up there that I didn't know about how this works. So you're saying uh, an individual, sorry, an organization having a database in access, they could migrate that to Dataverse and they could carry on and build apps with a data model, uh, sorry, with a model-driven or canvas-based, ultimately get all the benefits of uh, Power Automate, Power Virtual Agents, and Power Pages as part of that. Or, and this is, just correct me if I've heard you rightly here, you could migrate your data into Dataverse, but you could still use access as your front end to that data sitting in in, uh, in Dataverse. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow, I did not yeah, know and that. that and yeah, that was that was again like that was really key to us because whenever you have a big shift in technology, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, there's always that disconnect period where people have to learn and catch up. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. if we were to take that and just put that into Dataverse and then tell everybody, okay, now just convert all your apps and yeah. you're ready to go. Yeah. You know, it's not going to have the kind of crawl walk run pattern we sometimes mm-hmm, need mm-hmm. to have in technology. We need people to be able to you know, get their data into a secure place and meet those requirements. You know, maybe they're at a bank or maybe they're at some other institution that has some financial or mm-hmm. maybe even some governmental secure data that they want to have in some place that's a little bit tighter access restricted area. And so they put that in there. But at that time, they still need time to get their apps out. So they move their data over to meet that compliance regulation. Mm-hmm. And they could keep running. I mean, they could honestly, they could run on the access client the entire time and not use any power apps if they decided to. It's totally possible. But it does open up that wider variety to them. So maybe they have a back office that continues to use their access client Mm -hmm. apps. But then they have a bunch of mobile apps that their people out in the field use to go do some field work and report in or check in, do, do, uh, you know, they, they scan in at different uh, locations and take pictures of things and type in details of their of their investigations and then have that go back in and somebody in the back office can actively use that data and start doing other processing with it. So it really does kind of open up a wider world of usage mm-hmm, for mm-hmm, access mm-hmm. as well. So even if they wanted to stay with the access platform, they can get a lot of benefit from from using this. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. Tell me, like, I, I, some questions pop into my mind. Is there a license cost for this connector or is it part of the connector suite? So this connector is actually an access side connector. Wow. And so there is, so it, it was built on the access side mm-hmm, to connect mm-hmm. Dataverse and it uses our open OData APIs. Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. because of that, there's no extra cost for the connector. So if you have a standard Dataverse license, for example, even mm-hmm. Dataverse for Teams, yep. for example, uh, you can utilize that and the connector that was built on access will be able to connect to the systems and migrate the data over. Now, once that data is in Dataverse, you do have to have your Dataverse licensing that's yep. necessary. Course, so if yeah. you're using the full version, you know, you'll have to have licenses for your users. But mm-hmm. if you move it into Microsoft uh, data or, or Teams, Dataverse yes. for Teams, 
then you're able to utilize the licensing you already have there and use the data in that way and, and migrate it over and connect to it. Yeah, see, I didn't even think of that use case, right? Lighting it all up in Teams, which is, you know, it'd be a massive win for a lot of organizations. Okay, so that's that's interesting. Is this all GA now or is it about to GA? What's the status of it? We went to GA uh, just back at Build here yeah. in May. So we mm-hmm. are live now worldwide. And really, you know, the Dataverse side on the Power Platform Dataverse, there's really no change. The code is yeah. already there. It's it's part of native Dataverse. So really all you have to do is just make sure that if you're using Access, you have the most recent mm-hmm. version of uh, Microsoft 365. It's right now in the Microsoft 365 version in the monthly builds, or it will also be in the quarterly when the quarterly build comes out. But it's not in the packaged product yet. The packaged product's going to be a little ways out just because of the timing for how they uh, push out those bits. But if you've got the monthly the monthly drops as part of M365, you can use mm-hmm. it right this moment. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. So have you got any, without sharing names, have you got any use cases of like particular industries, organizations, et cetera, that are already uh, going, you know, to solve some problems for us? We've had some government use. We've had mm-hmm. some, you know, hotel and um, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. restaurant. Yep. We've also had some oil and gas looking at us. Right. And, uh, and then also small businesses, small to medium businesses that you know, want to utilize the functionality. Oh, uh, some some uh, beverage companies as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we've had, we, we kind of have run the gamut from small industry all the way up through government and for enterprise as well, people who've started utilizing this. We had some early testers in our previews mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. from many different agencies and groups that, you know, gave us a lot of great feedback and helped kind of mold the direction we were going. And the MVPs were really kind of key there as well, gave us a lot of fantastic yeah. feedback to make sure that we were ready to go. But yeah, overall, we, we kind of see a, a, just a wide range of different folks who find the applications really attractive. Yeah. We find so, that I, yeah. IT, actually, particularly, is, are, are the group that's most excited about this. Either, right. either it's somebody who's, who's really into de- you know, the power platform and writing apps, yeah. or it's the IT team that says, I can click a few buttons and suddenly it's secure. That's fantastic. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's like one of the, it's the, one of the original shadow IT applications, right? Access and Excel, you know, all, all uh, those type of things that IT didn't know about. So I can imagine IT definitely wanting to wrap their arms around this and secure and, co- you know, get their data into compliance. Uh, if people want to go and find out more, um, you know, I've got show notes and I'd love to put any kind of links, et cetera. Is there any kind of key locations, Microsoft docs, what, what else to get yeah. up to speed and using this? You know, I'll put some links for you to use in the mm-hmm. show notes on there, the, out on Microsoft Docs. So we have some docs out on the access side, which yeah. are really kind of explaining all the preparation you should do on the access mm-hmm, side. There's mm-hmm, a little, mm-hmm. there's a few things to be aware of, some data type concerns that you have to be yes. uh, aware of and things of that nature. And then we have the documents on the Dataverse side. And I've also created a number of videos that kind of show the, the actual migration process. So mm-hmm. people can watch those. And they're they're like under five minutes. And you can kind of watch the process as it goes through, get an idea about what you'll need to do and become familiar with it. And, you know, utilize that as kind of your kicking off point. And then, you know, we've got a lot of uh, other great resources out there with, you know, the various documentation and blog posts and other things. And as well as other users who've done some of the migration that have kind of, you know, made some posts about it saying, you know, hey, I've done this and this works great. Mm-hmm. Or, this is something I'd like to see next time. And this is a feature that we are continuing to, 
you know, work on. This is the first version, making it possible Great. to migrate. Definitely have some improvements we want to be making as we continue forward. So it is a it is an ongoing type of release. Fantastic, fantastic. So it's not just going to be dropped as a V1 and uh, and and that's it. That's it. You're, you're migrating it forward as in continued iterate. Exactly. Mainly because we do have some, as I said, uh, some data type restrictions. Yeah. So it's, it's what's, something that's really interesting. And I don't know, do we have time to talk about yeah, that? Yeah, 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 totally, totally. Yeah. So something that just is kind of interesting is Access has, you know, because it is a fully formed, you know, data database and a, a whole relational functionality mm. that it has some data types that have been there for quite a while. And some of them have different uh data limits than Dataverse does. Mm -hmm. For example, one thing I found super interesting is Access allows you to have up to two gigabytes worth of data in a large text field. Mm -hmm. But wow. the total size of an Access database is two gigabytes. Wow. So the, like, the likelihood of somebody putting all of their data and filling up their entire database with a single field is unlikely. So when the, our, the kind of the tricky part we had was, okay, well, we know they're not using two gigabytes. Our current maximum is one megabyte. Mm -hmm. So the truth is somewhere in the middle. And yeah. so what we're doing right now is we have a bunch of telemetry that's running in a background. Mm -hmm. And so as people are doing these migrations, every time it catches a record and says, this record's too big, we can't move it, we find out how big was that record? How often does this happen? And then maybe after we look at this data, it tells us we need to bump up to maybe 10 megabytes or 100 megabytes yeah, to yeah. meet the needs of access. But it's not two gigabytes. And so we're kind of keeping an eye on that. So that's kind of where some of those improvements are is when we have some overages for things like that or our decimal range is smaller than what mm. we have in access as well. And so again, if we hit, if people are hitting that limit, our limits, it's not paltry. It's over, it's, it's positive, negative 100 billion with yeah. 10 decimal places. Mm -hmm, so it's a mm -hmm. big number, mm -hmm. but we are kind of tracking to see if it goes larger than that. And again, so we can kind of expand and deal with those. All those limitations I talked about are on the online documentation, by the way. Nice. And so that people can take that into account as they're looking to migrate. So, yeah, so because of that, we do have some growth to do mm -hmm. to look at, you know, are there spaces where we can increase certain values to better meet access as needs? Mm -hmm. And so that's kind of like as we're looking at this in an ongoing way, that's one of the things we're taking into account. Was there any field types that just didn't have a logical mapping? Yes. Right now, Olay does not have a logical mapping because Olay is used for a lot of different things in Access. And one thing it's used for is VBScript, which mm -hmm. we don't support. So that's one thing that Dataverse doesn't have is VBA. And, and yeah. that's, so it's, that's kind of a, it's a ding in the minds of many of the people who use Access or who are Access developers because they're used mm -hmm. to using VBA for doing a lot of things. You can do all those same things with other scripting methods in Dataverse, mm -hmm. but it's just not a, it's not a, like a move over and plug it in and it works. So, you know, Olay itself, because it holds pictures and it holds scripts and it holds JSON and it holds other things, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. we still have some time to figure out what we can do with that because there are some gaps that we just don't cover on our side as effectively. Also, another space is right now we currently are not using float values because, mm -hmm. to be frank, the Dataverse float values have some work. They are insufficient for most float types and they're very, very underused. And we are in the process of trying to improve that. And so once those are improved, we'll allow float types over as well. So there's a few types that are still kind of held back. And all those are, you know, fully disclosed on mm -hmm, the, the mm -hmm, documentation mm -hmm. so people can make the right choice for them. If you try to move over data that's not supported, the migration tool will catch that. And it will say, hey, we don't support these columns or we don't support these mm -hmm, rows because mm -hmm. they're too large. And then users can make a choice. They can choose that they want to just cancel out and not yep. migrate over, yep. which is totally fine. Or it will allow you to 
continue and move everything that can move over into Dataverse, mm -hmm. and then the rest of it will stay in access. Mm -hmm. And so at that point, say if you have pressure to meet your you know, compliance and regulatory needs for, for data storage, you can move over all of your, you know, your decimal and your currency and all this other information and store that there. And maybe some of your other fields just aren't moved over. And you move over as much as you can into Dataverse and use it that way. So that's another option we provided for people because we knew we couldn't hit everything 100% on the first try. Yeah. So we we wanted to make sure we got above 85% of the data types covered mm -hmm. and sizes. And so we wanted to make sure that that was something that we could move forward with and give people a choice and also give them a pathway forward to work on this and then you know maybe move stuff over later after we've got the ability to handle those other types. Yeah, makes sense. What was the name of that field type that you said that holds the VB uh, Olay. script? Ole. Oh, Ole. Yeah. So, so I wonder if there's an opportunity for somebody in the community to create a tool that does a translation to that to fetch or or other scripting that would allow that to run, or is that something that your Microsoft's thinking of? a building so it could ultimately get across just away from VB? You know, honestly, we don't have a direct roadmap item to handle the Ole scripting at the moment. So yeah, if somebody yeah. from the community came up with something like yeah. that, that'd be pretty cool. You know, I, I, I would be super impressed and I'm sure mm -hmm. a lot of people would be more than happy to use that. So yeah, I mean, that'd be a great opportunity for the community to kind of just jump in and solve a really kind of tricky, sticky problem that we have. And like another thing that we're, go that we're looking to do right now that we don't have a full conversion for is calculated fields. Mm -hmm. But as you may be aware, we have just private previewed uh, the PowerFX fields for formulas. And so we're thinking that we might be able to actually use PowerFX and do a lot of that translation and be able to, with minor code changes, maybe with a script or something, move everything over from calculated fields to formula fields. So that's like another area where we're kind of investigating and, and kind of testing and, and figuring stuff out. And if the if somebody in the community starts playing with it and says, hey, this is a great idea, I've got a, I've got a solution for that, you know, we'd be... That'd be super cool. Yeah, I like it. I just see that the XRM toolbox and might need another app uh, added to its arsenal. <laughs> Definitely, we, we we love that. We love all the ingenuity that people put into the XRM toolbox. As a matter of fact, I've had a couple other features I've released that people have immediately. I'll release a feature that's API only mm -hmm. for a while, and with the next morning, I'll wake up and somebody in Australia or New Zealand has come up with a tool that helps out and gives people a UI for it in the span nice. of like less than 24 hours. I'm like, wow, yeah. that's really cool. <laughs> crazy, crazy. Nathan, before I let you go, is there anything else you'd like to add? You know, I would just like the people to go out there and give it a try and see if that's something that might meet their needs. You know, we wanted to make it, uh, the, the whole reason behind this feature is really just to kind of meet customers' needs and solve problems. And so I'd really like to hear back from people on if this is meeting the need, if this is, you know, up to snuff for what they would like. And, and if there's feedback that they have, I'm always very open to feedback. So through email or through my LinkedIn, you can contact me with any questions about any of the features I work on. And I would love to hear that feedback and have discussions with you about it. Nathan, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Hey, thanks for listening. I'm your host, business application MVP, Mark Smith, otherwise known as the NZ365 Guy. If there's a guest you'd like to see on the show from Microsoft, please message me on LinkedIn. If you want to be a supporter of the show, please check out buymeacoffee.com forward slash NZ365 Guy. How will you create on the Power Platform today? Ciao.